today on Broadway for Friday, February 5th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I am Broadway Radio's James Marino. This is our first show together. Are I know. You excited? Of course I am. It's so strange because I've been doing this, I guess, like a month and some change, and I have not had a show with you. Yeah, I, you know, well, it's because I'm I'm the standby, standby, standby. You know, I, I I'm the, I'm the swing standby. You know? You're the swing, and we just celebrated uh, National Swing yeah. Day, and we didn't exactly. honor you. That's embarrassing on our that, part. So I'm that's, sorry. That's totally <laughs> that's totally fine. Hey, here's some trivia. Yeah. So, I think Ashley's been on for like two years now. I think I think Ashley's coming up on two years. I've never met Ashley. What? <laughs> That's <laughs> and, amazing. And so you're saying that you've been on a month, and I'm like, you, you gotta. You, Matt and I, Matt and I never met. Uh, I think it took three and a half years before Matt and I met. Wow. Uh, That's was not all, in quarantine. That's in the real world. That, that you was did not. Pre, that was yeah. That was like 2016. You know. That's wild. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, you guys, it, we're just trying to tell you how the sausage gets made. That's what we're trying to say. Exactly, and it's and, and it's good sausage. It's like Yankee Stadium Premio sausage. Wow. Are you okay? So quickly before we get into the news, then because Sweet. we're going to get into Broadway stuff, but we're going to talk sports for a second. Are you a Yankees fan or a Mets fan? Oh, I'm a totally Yankees fan. Wow. Okay. 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 See, I'm a Georgia girl. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'll just hear mm-hmm. me out. I'm a Georgia girl. And so um, my I was brought up to love the Braves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I was in the John Smoltz era, Chipper Jones, like Andrew Jones, like that was my mm-hmm. jam. Uh, but my dad was also like, okay, what we do is we also love the Boston Red Sox because <gasps> they were the Boston Braves at one point. Oh, yeah. And then we accumulated that. So I was always a... a Red Sox fan as well, because also like, you know, the big World Series bit with, you know, that was my my upbringing as well. Um, And then when I moved to New York, I was brought up to hate the Yankees so much that I just attended as many Mets games as I could. So this is going to be an interesting show is what I'm trying to say, guys. You've got a Yankees fan and a Mets fan. (laughs) So going to a Mets game to spite a Yankee fan is yeah. is sort of like you know getting the roundabout season subscription because <laughs> because Lincoln Center you know did something you didn't like. You know what? I was at that My Fair Lady premiere, and their food was not as good as I thought it would be. So suck it, Lincoln Center. Here we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's because Laura Benanti Laura Benanti ate all the good stuff before you got there. I didn't even see her because she wasn't even in the show yet. So. <sighs> Also, suck at Benanti. I never said that. You got to cut that. Um, we're gonna, <laughs> before we get into any of this news, I want to take a second to talk about our sponsor, though, ExpressVPN. So ExpressVPN lets you unlock all these movies and shows that are only available in other countries, which I learned about in quarantine. I had no idea this was a thing. It's very much a thing. Um, I used ExpressVPN to get my Ghibli movies. I don't know if you've watched any of these, James, but they're my favorites, especially like being a Japanese kid and whatnot. Like Ghibli was my only access to Japanese culture and films for a long time. And so I can't get them in this country all the time. And I use ExpressVPN as much as I possibly can to change my location. You can access different sites, uh, streaming, which is really nice um, that I normally couldn't do. And I've gotten like Italian Netflix before because there are titles on there that I can't get in the U.S. because famously the U.S., 
<sighs> sucks. Um, you can open the app and you can change locations and connect and then just refresh. And then you're watching, you know, UK Netflix, not me don't like British accents, but I know that Matt does. So I'm just throwing it in there because I know he listens. Uh, it works with practically any streaming service, Hulu, BBC, YouTube, you can name it. You can choose from almost like a hundred countries and there's never any buffering or lag like other VPNs, which I learned the hard way over the summer. Uh, it just drives me crazy in quarantine and we just don't have time for that. So you can use any of your normal streaming services and devices like on your phone, smart TV, laptop, whatever. Not only does it let it change your location, but it also encrypts your data and lets you surf the web safely and anonymously. So go to expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio. Isn't that nice? Well, let me throw some stuff in here because I heard you and the Ashley talking in between your Golden Globe uh, <laughs> rants yesterday. And yeah. uh, and I heard you take Mr. Tamanini out to the woodshed for watching Doctor Who, and <laughs> uh, and and possibly even Star Trek. You know, because oh. some of the Star Treks you can't you can't get here. The, well, you can, but it's on CBS All Access, and you want to get it, you know, from the BBC or something like that. So you can use ExpressVPN. And here's a pro tip for everyone: like on certain uh, some step up next level pro tip. You can install ExpressVPN on your router. So like every device in your house is automatically connected to the router, which is connected to ExpressVPN. So you won't have to do it in all the devices in your house if you want to, you know, if your smart TV doesn't happen to have the Express TV app, uh, ExpressVPN app, you can uh, do that there as well and, and see all the great stuff coming out of NT Live and the BBC and uh there there's this um you don't you don't like british shows uh you, you didn't like it down abbey i no no i i have a really hard time it's my only flaw it's the only flaw i've ever had is like no, as soon as yeah. people meet me they're like wow what a great interesting person and then they find out i don't like harry potter and then they're like i don't want to be friends with you anymore so well, Harry Potter's okay. You know, I can I can understand the Harry Potter thing, and I worked for Scholastic and worked on the Harry Potter stuff for many years. But, uh, yeah, I can understand that. But uh, Downton Abbey? I mean, there's, I, I think there's a big Venn diagram of Downton Abbey and Broadway fans. I agree with you, and I like the costumes. Okay, costumes, there's a start. We're going we're gonna, to gonna take lemons and make lemonade right there. Actually, that kind of segues into our first topic. <laughs> I'm just saying, well, I'm, I'm just saying it because I really like the costumes in that. And then I'm also remembering the costumes from this particular thing that we're about to talk about that are part of my culture and upbringing, which is Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella is coming to Disney Plus on February 12th. In purely me and my contemporaries news, Brandy's Cinderella is coming to Disney Plus. And mm -hmm. this iconic classic piece of culture from 1997, which originally aired on the wonderful world of Disney on ABC, uh, was this televised movie musical. And it's going to hit Disney plus after many, many, many tweets about this <laughs> on midnight, Friday, February 12th, Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella stars Brandy in the title role and Whitney Houston as the fairy godmother alongside who's that? Oh, I don't know. Whoopi Goldberg, Victor Garber, Bernadette Theaters, Paolo Maltaban, Jason Alexander, who I can't confirm it, but he is my dad, and Vianne Fox. 
as a child, I was absolutely enamored with, with Whitney Houston. I just have to say that because this was so bad and I'm not making this up. This is not a bit. I told my parents that I wanted to grow up to become Whitney Houston as if it were a job on LinkedIn that I could have. Like, I, you're like, oh, this is also you. <laughs> I, I literally, I walked up to my mom and I was like, I'm going to be Whitney Houston. Like, she'll pass the crown to me and I will always love you. And my mom was like, you can't oh. do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But this, uh, this movie musical has been part of musical theater culture for a really long time. And we thought it would pioneer more people of color in roles that weren't traditionally multicultural we're still working on it, um, but we're just so happy that this classic is coming to Disney+. Plus. James, do you remember when this came out? I do remember when this came out. And because Rod, Roger and Hammerstein's Cinderella was the first, I think it was the first musical I performed in. I, I think it was. And, and so I have a special place and I was very excited uh, to uh to see this and that and here's a pro tip for you everybody there when disney plus says it's coming out uh friday the 12th at midnight they mean midnight west coast time so 3 a.m new york time so i know that you're not going to all be like refreshing your disney plus uh at 12 midnight in new york i am so glad you said that because my dumbass would have been doing that i am yeah really I, i learned that from my daughter watching the mandalorian I was about to say, do you know that because of the Mandalorian? Mandalorian. (laughs) Baby Yoda. Well, baby Grogu. Uh, Yeah, that's that's really helpful because everyone in my generation probably is going to be freaking out. And this is going to be like a Valentine's weekend special thing for all of us because all of us are alone. Okay, so I'm really excited about that. It's important. (laughs) Let's go on to the next topic. Um, Actors Equity is seeking wages owed. I, okay, first of all, let me pause in reading this headline. Yeah. This is the most 2021 headline I've ever read. <laughs> because I don't know what to do with it. Okay, so I'm going to go on. Actors Equity seeks wages owed to Clay Aiken from Broadway's Christmas show. So Reuben and Clay did a Christmas show at the Imperial Theater from December 7th through December 30th of 2018. Why do I know that? Oh, I know that because I was at the very first showing of it, which stopped several times. Um, The show made several Broadway debuts, but not for Clay Aiken, who appeared in Spamalot years earlier. In the complaint, Equity says that Aiken is still owed $60,000 for two weeks of performances of the Broadway Christmas show. Equity took producer to arbitration in 2019 over the matter, and the arbiter later ruled that the lost wages were still owed to Aiken, as well as other payments on behalf of several performers involved in the show, according to court documents. During its three-and-a-half-week run, yes, it only ran three-and-a-half weeks, the show struggled at the box office, only bringing in about 11 to 12% of its gross potential and playing to about a third of theater's capacity. Um, In its best-selling week, the production grossed $162,000 and played to a capacity of, like, 39%. The courts sided with Aiken and AEA and have developed a payment plan between him and the producers. Now, I, I'm glad that we got to talk about this because I'm a lifelong claymate and I love the measure of a man, the album, the first album when there was a different bonus track. Um, I love Clay and all of his works, but this show was a nonstop struggle bus, but, and I know he admits that as well. Um, however, this does raise the question, like, why did this happen in the first place? And 
Um, as much as we shit on Actors Equity right now for continuing to force their members to pay dues during a global pandemic, we appreciate them sticking up for their union members during this time. Uh, James, were you able to see this show? <laughs> you know, I, I, I did receive a, a number of invites, but I was unable to schedule it as my I was washing my hair. Oh, so, uh, you got to yeah. get those follicles tended to. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's really important. So no, I, yeah. uh, I, I did, I did see the, the, uh, uh it, it was a brief presentation of, I'm not sure if it was a group sales presentation or mm-hmm. what was it, but, uh, yeah, uh, so it, I, I did miss, I did miss this one. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. Did you go back after no, the like, initial December 7th, uh, 2018? No, you, no, no. You didn't go, okay. Good. No, it was a free ticket. Okay. Yeah. And Matt was talking about the free tickets. Yes. Like I, I, um, it it was hard because I could tell that they also knew that they were struggling and that was kind of hard to watch. I don't know if you've ever been to a show where you can tell that the performers and, uh, the people working the show are like, I don't know, man. And if they're like that, you, there's no way for you to enjoy the show because you're scared for them. So um, after Clay saying, uh, what is it? Mary, did you know? Which I, mm. I always laugh at that song. I've never liked it because yeah, she did know she did not get to bang anybody and she had a baby inside of her. So I think Mary knew. Okay. Mary, did okay. you know is a waste of a song? Um, but he, he sang that. And of course we were freaking out. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, I just don't know why there's this like prolonged settlement. Like it's been since 2018. It's kind of bothers me that this is still happening. So sure. Yeah. I don't know. So let's get into the SAG awards. David Diggs and Leslie Odom Jr. have been honored by SAG nominations. Thank God. So uh, David Diggs was nominated for his role in Hamilton, which was filmed uh, live with the original leading cast and screening on Disney Plus, as we know. The actor, singer, rapper, and writer originated the roles of Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson in Lin-Manuel Miranda's musical on Broadway in 2016. Odom was nominated for playing the legendary Sam Cooke in Regina King's One Night in Miami, which was also nominated for Outstanding Performance by a Cast in a Motion Picture. Odom was not nominated for Hamilton, much to my surprise, uh, but Viola Davis and the late Chadwick Boseman were also honored with nominations for their roles in the film adaptation of August Wilson's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. The whole ensemble cast was also nominated in the aforementioned cast category. So yesterday, as Ashley and I discussed, Viola was clearly overlooked for the Golden Globes, so it was really nice to see her work acknowledged here for the SAG Awards. If you heard yesterday, Ashley and I were ranting about Michaela Cole erasure, so you'll be happy to know that she did nab one nomination for Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Television, Movie, or Miniseries for I May Destroy You. Once again, I need you all to go to HBO Max if you care about me even a little and watch I May Destroy You. So once again, um, I I didn't get to talk to you about this. I talked to Ashley about this. Like, what are your thoughts about Hamilton being nominated as a picture? Yeah. Yeah. Well, was it, were you on the Slack when we were talking about the, uh, uh, was it that somebody on TikTok was putting Hamilton scenes side by side and no. uh, so there, there's a 
two or three segments in Hamilton that are like really identical, and not just the the rewind scene, but other scenes that are nearly identical in in their staging, left and right. (laughs) So it it was it was it was sort of like it was uh, half a show. But and and Mm. this being said, that I'm a huge Hamilton fan, loved it, saw it a number of times, and can't wait to go back and see it again. And Uh, you know, I thought it was great, but, um, nominating it as a picture, I, I guess it's, it's slightly different. I mean, I, I did get, I did have, uh, I did find new things and have different reactions when I saw it at, on Disney plus versus having seen it live. So sure. Okay. Yeah. I think it's, it's just kind of this weird, like we're grasping at straws for content type of year. So mm-hmm. I don't think that in any other year this would be a thing. And like I said yesterday on the show, where where was the nomination for the Shrek Pro Shot, guys? Where were those nominations? They weren't here, and it was very good. Uh, where was the last performance of Rent in the Golden Globe category? It was not on here, and Renee Elise Goldsberry freaking killed it. So <laughs> I see a trend here. Yeah, I'm just saying it's kind of weird that this is the one uh, that we're doing. So I don't know. I'm curious. uh, Listeners, please at us what's going on here. Um, So in some happy news, goodbye, Trump, to SAG. Uh, Former President Donald J. Dumbfuck Trump on Thursday submitted his resignation from SAG-AFTRA. The union representing roughly 160,000 professionals from actors and musicians to media professionals decided he wanted to go. In his letter of resignation, he says the following, and I'm not, this is, this is what he said. Your organization has done little for its members and nothing for me. Besides collecting dues and promoting dangerous un-American policies and ideas as evident by your massive unemployment rates and lawsuits from celebrated actors, you've done nothing for me, Trump added, citing his pride for his appearances in critically acclaimed films such as Home Alone 2, that one episode of Fresh Prince and Zoolander. In response to Trump's resignation, the union has released a statement that simply reads, thank you, period. I was sad to see (laughs) he left off his appearance from The Little Rascals, arguably the best film from the credits that he listed. (laughs) I'm over at Wikipedia. I'm looking for, I didn't know his middle (laughs) name was Dumbfuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a family name. Oh, yeah. It's like Muffy. Yeah. So, so, I, uh, yeah. The richest that's... name ever is Muffy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, yeah, I I, I thought that, that that SAG uh really got the good burn in. Got the, the burn is still burning. So uh yeah, yeah. May, maybe we'll get to see an encore performance in front of uh the Senate with uh Mr. Trump testifying. Yeah, it, I think there was a statement that was released today that said he would not be doing that. Yes. But, um, he said that, but you can't really decide that. You know, if you get yeah. subpoenaed, you kind of have to go. You're no longer the president. You can't claim yeah. can't claim that. Anyway. The courts will get you. My mm. dad was a lawyer. They'll, they'll get you. Um, so let's go on to Actors Equity. More Actors Equity news. So Actors Equity Association has released a statement applauding the introduction of the Protecting the Right to Organize Act. So Actors Equity Association has released a statement following the reports that Protecting the Right to Organize Act has been reintroduced to Congress. And here's a statement. 
The numbers clearly show that when workers unionize, those workers thrive and America thrives, said Kate Schindel, president of Actors' Equity Association. Equity wholeheartedly endorses the strongest possible version of the PRO Act in order to strengthen and protect the rights of workers across the country to form or join unions. This legislation will finally provide meaningful tools to crack down on abuses that are all too common in our industry. For example, the rampant employee misclassification that deprives creative professionals of fair wages adequate safety standards and workers' compensation and unemployment insurance. So the PRO Act includes several measures that fight back against union busting tactics by employers and strengthens the National Labor Relations Act. Basically, it prohibits the practice of some employers holding mandatory anti-organizing meetings for their staff and allow workers to file civil complaints against employers. Do you think that this means that uh, Actors' Equity is going to go organize the Amazon workers? You know, all the Amazon employees become members of Actors' Equity. They get like EMC points every week for they worked where they. Well, then I can finally be Equity. <laughs> I'll go drive a truck. And I can finally be Equity. Um, yeah. You I... and you could hang out with annoying actor friend. And, oh uh... yes, yes, that'll be that'll be my move. That's the big social move. Everybody is. I'm going to hang out with annoying actor. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like, it's interesting that we're having all this unionizing news. Um, but I think it's kind of, it's important for us to know these things. So I'm glad that, uh, it's being shared and that these conversations are happening. So I guess that's the biggest move in all of this. Is, uh, the, uh, Tina Turner production, are they going to, uh, announce something big? So we don't know. This is weird, you guys. So we saw this on Instagram today. Uh, the Tina Turner musicals Instagram page put up a post that simply reads the best is yet to come, not the best is yet to come, which is not like a Kimberly Guilfoyle quote from a Trump rally, uh, but rather a tease at a big announcement for tomorrow. So by the time this airs, maybe for you, we will know Friday. But um, do you have any guesses as to what that could be? Like, do we think this will be streaming related? Do we think it'll be pro shot related? Do we think that they're going to say, ah, screw COVID. We're going back on Broadway next month. I don't know. Maybe Tamanini had some inside, inside knowledge here. He's going to, he's going to meet his quota of uh, pro shot uh, Broadway shows. Yeah. He, he basically said that he wanted to see if maybe it might be something for film for streaming, but can't confirm. Yeah. We don't know. Hmm. I guess that uh, folks will have to come back on Monday and find out. Uh, Just from us. Don't there. unfollow the Tina Turner musical IG page. We want to be the ones to bring you this news. <laughs> if not, we'll, we'll put on our social anyways tomorrow as soon as we find out because it'll be a big deal. So I guess I'm going to leave you with some feel-good recommendations before I start. Do you have any, James, that you want to throw out? Uh, you know, Doctor Who and uh, Star Trek The Next Generation on, uh, on, with ExpressVPN. Over in uh, the BBC, you know. Well, you're hurting my feelings, so I'm going to go into mine. Hey, Um, well, you know, I was going to say something about ExpressVPN before. I bet you didn't know this. Okay, tell me. When I did my undergrad at Penn State, Uh uh, I was Japanese minor. Really? I was. And the the way that I learned, I learned uh, to speak Japanese at the Intensive Language Institute at Pennsylvania State University, where they immerse you in a language for an entire summer, oh. uh, seven days a week. And the 
I had five uh, instructors who were Japanese that spoke no English, and we walked in knowing no Japanese. And at the end, we were we were doing pretty good. But I've lost so much of it. So I want to go back and watch a bunch of Japanese uh, shows because we learned a lot from Japanese children's shows. Uh, yeah, like Braimon. Did you watch that? I do. Do you know Ohio? Oh yes, me. guarantee you you know more than me but that's really exciting so yeah so uh that my feel-good recommendation is i'm going to grab expressvpn and 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 uh pretend that i'm in japan and watch some some uh some children's shows to get my japanese back up oh you should do that now i need to do that that sounds that that sounds like a better move than doing um duolingo it's just using the expressvpn to to learn another language by literally Pretending you're in another country. That's yeah. Duolingo. That's yeah. yeah. Should have sponsored us when you could have Duolingo. They could. Have, I just and oh well. You know what? There's still time, guys. Yeah. So I just bought tickets for Mike Birbiglia's virtual show. I don't know if you've ever <gasps> really? watched. Any yeah. Of- have you been? Have you ever watched any of his working it out pieces? Uh, no. I I saw him on Broadway though. Ah, uh, oh, what a flex. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I went to a party with him, and I know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really seen the shows that you're talking about, but I, you know, I've kind of met him and been at parties with him and, and saw his Broadway show. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the guy, um, Seth Barish, who runs the Barrow Group, who is uh-huh. one of my teachers, who I think is just like a, a theater genius. Um, he directs all of Mike's shows. So I, I, I love seeing his work and I love watching him work things out. And he's posted that he's doing another work it out show for Valentine's day. So I'm going to curl up with a blanket and a chai and I'm going to watch that. So we'll include a link. Uh, if you want to know more about that, I just highly recommend that you look into all of your favorite performers right now and see what virtual content they're putting out. Every comedian, every artist friend that you have, I guarantee you right now is either hibernating because they're working on something or they're cranking out content. So investigate, like check in see what they're doing. A lot of people are doing virtual shows right now. Let us know what your favorite virtual shows are. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with my feel-good recommendations. Uh, but thank you for listening today on Broadway. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Broadway Radio on Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter at Grace Akichan and on Instagram at Gracie Aki. James, where can people find you if you want to be found? Well, I was going to talk about my favorite performers and thing, and one of my favorite performers is uh, this guy named Derek Delvagadio, and he's got this oh. in and of itself, and oh, okay. you should watch it, because I think that you'd really oh. like it, Grace. I heard that I would really like it, and I did hear that, and I will watch it. You were happy that they filmed it. <laughs> That's what you I said. I appreciate <laughs> any investment in solo artists, because that helps other solo artists. <laughs> I, I truly believe that, and I don't have to like something to respect it. You've got magic to do. I've got magic to do just for you, baby. <laughs> yes, right. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for wrapping up your week with us. And this weekend on This Week on Broadway, Michael Portantier, Peter Felicia, and I will be talking to Sally Wilfert. And uh, then the uh, Will and Grace team of... Uh, Matt, Matt, I, I, did you know I called you guys Will and Grace? No, so, yeah. that's really funny. <laughs> we'll be uh, so uh, Ashley, Matt, and uh, Grace will be back and talk with you next week. 
Of course, remember to go to uh, expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Of course, don't forget to go to our Patreon, broadwayradio.com and patreon.com slash broadwayradio. Thank you guys so much. Have a great weekend.